Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers. Who are lazy? Hello. Oh, hoi hoi. How you guys we doing? Are back. Have you all had a lovely week? For a brand new rap. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did that intro oh, before. God. Probably. <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a lovely week. I don't know what date we are or what's been happening, but I hope it's all been fun and stuff. I hope life is full of sunshine and rainbows. Mm. And I'm hoping that future Tony and Natalie that listen to this have also had better weeks. Here's hoping. Hope. <laughs> 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 uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Fine. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned that I got my cats on here. Oh, I don't think we've done if we've talked about no, that on So I adopted... I, straight away, let's go. <laughs> let's get into I the tangent. I adopted two cats. They're brothers. They're five years old, called Hamilton and Charlie. And they are in for some little surgery today on their teeth seeds. They'll be fine. Yeah. Little boos. Little boos. They've got a little boo-boo. And they're beautiful. They're fluffy and they're parallel. Sh- I need to share pictures. And they give her cuddles. <gasps> when this episode comes out, we will do on Instagram, share your your pets. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there's stories. so many pets in my house. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> everyone, everyone tag us with pets. Yeah. Your pets, share um, us. Yeah, I mean, in this house, I mean, one interrupted the podcast last week, the other week. <laughs> Which I think my brother mostly edited out. <laughs> but Sybil did make an appearance, being an absolute nuisance, last time we were recording her. But she's doing quite good this week. Uh, she's not She's not wanted to get involved, has she? No, I think the beanbag put her off. Yeah, yeah. She was like, that's slippery. Not, <laughs> that beanbag is not my vibes. Yeah, no thank you. And then you've got your, your hectic dog. Tony, one of Tony's dogs thinks he's a lap dog and he <laughs> tries to get on my so lap. Big. <laughs> but his size is not a lap dog size. So. Well, he was like definitely like more medium when we got him. Mm. And then I don't I don't know if he just because he's a bit of a wimp. So I can and they feed them all the kennels he came from. They get fed to get all together, mm. and I can see him not getting fed properly because he's just a wimp. stepping to the side. Yeah. So then he, since we've had him, he's bulked a lot. I I swear he's grown. I he's think not he's missed bigger. gym day since you've had him. No, I I think he's got taller as well. Mum <laughs> says the vet is like, oh no, he hasn't grown. Well, maybe the vet's wrong. I think the vet's wrong. He's definitely put on weight, mm. but he looks bigger. Yeah, he looks like a bigger dog now. And when he stands on you. <laughs> so painful and yeah Natalie came in and the first thing he did was stand on her and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> and because he's a rescue he's a nice and a wimp you can't pick him up to move him because he goes like stiff as a board and is like frightened terrified cannot like, move it will freeze and then even once you put him down if you even if you lift his front paws he freezes and then he'll be in a frozen position where you've left him mm-hmm. for like a good minute to like 30 seconds after you've done it so i try to get him off by asking him to get off most of the time because otherwise he gets too scared yeah but um he was not getting off <laughs> bless him and then he'd been told no 
So then he came back to do it again, but he was like, I'm not allowed to put paws on her. So then just collapsed face first yeah. into Nerto's lap, but his paws were not on her. Yeah, he was like, no paws. No I'm not on your lap. No paws. <laughs> oh, it was cute. Yeah, he's, yes, there's a lot of... Babe. A lot of animals in this house. Um, Love it. It's great. Mm. It's always entertaining. Like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm bored... I'm just like, I'm going to go piss off the dogs. Yeah, I'm just going to go look at the animals. No, I go and wind the dogs up and then come back. Especially when I'm working from home. I'll go downstairs and annoy the dogs. Go back upstairs and mum's just got to work with them. Your problem now. (laughs) Especially, they're all really needy. Like, there's a problem with your rescue dogs. They um, have lots of feelings. And smart dogs are even, like, Bella is the problem because she's smart. And if there's a human in the house that's stressed, Bella's stressed because she knows. She's like, she knows. Yeah, she knows. I think she knows. That's another TikTok sound. Oh, sorry, TikTok sound. No, we can do them. I think we just have to explain them. Yeah, okay, it's a TikTok sound. Yeah. That's it, there's no explanation. <laughs> Where it's like, she knows. I know, she knows. And it's usually on a very sad topic. Hmm. Never on the, it's never a good one. <laughs> yeah, so that's, so yeah, Bella, Bella just responds to everything. So she needs a lot of cuddling. And I'm willing to provide that service. <laughs> I am willing to make yeah. the sacrifice. <laughs> so they go down, they get a midday cuddle, and then an end of work cuddle, and then just before they go to bed, I do a cuddle. Aww, and cute. I have so much more free time when I'm when I'm not home because <laughs> I spend so much time annoying the various animals. Yeah. I'm just like, I've got ten minutes to kill. Let's go annoy an animal. No, like I when I'm it. cooking quite a lot, I'll leave something on the stove. Go annoy an animal. Come back. <laughs> I love that. Aww. But yeah, we'll do we'll do some kind of pet thing around the time this comes yeah. out. Why not? Yeah. Let's, Let's introduce the topic. Uh, so this week's topic is we thought we'd do like a different kind of listicle kind of one. Yeah. Of our top tips to get your kid to be a bookworm, like what we think helps encourage reading mm. in younger people. So we're kind of going it from obviously we're both readers from yeah. childhood. Yeah. And then Natalie is a mother. Yeah, I may not mention that. <laughs> it doesn't come up. <laughs> so we thought we'd come at it from those kind of both those angles. Yeah. This is also somewhat poached from a blog. Yeah. We'll be upfront the, about that. That's the best ones. Yeah. I've done already done the work for us. Repurposing yeah. <laughs> it. Okay, so one of the first like tips I kinda of thought was like the biggest thing for me as a kid is like letting them see you read. Mm. Because all I remember Especially with my mum and later my dad. We were on holiday, mum read. Some holidays mum was reading. Saturday mornings mum was reading. Sunday mornings mum was reading. Like, you'd get up and mum would be reading before you'd go up. Mm. On holiday mum would read all day. Like, if we did a sunny beach holiday, mum would just read. And if we did a caravan holiday, mum would just... Like, you just kind of... Yeah. And then my dad then also started doing that because he had nothing else to do. So if mum was reading, dad would be reading. So you'd just yeah. kind of find parents in various places around Holiday Villas, reading. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was just, it was just kind of normal. That like, you read before you go to bed. relaxation thing, you read. Yeah, yeah. You, you read before you go to bed, you read in the morning, you read on holiday. So, I don't know, that was the biggest thing for me, it's just seeing parents read. Mm. Yeah, so my my parents, I think my mum used to read, but not, I didn't see her read yeah. often. But I know my mum did have books. And my dad's never really been a reader. So that wasn't anything that I was around as a child. Obviously, as a mum, yeah. well, 
our house is full of books for starters. Mm. And I try to make more of an effort. I think that that's correct. Yeah. And I make an effort to try and pick up physical books when I'm reading when my son's awake because otherwise I'm on my tablet and I don't want him to think yeah "Yeah, exactly so like if I'm on my tablet he comes over and he's like he thinks I'm on Netflix or something yeah so I try to pick up a physical book but I also listen to a lot of audiobooks around the house and I do and if he comes in and he's like what are you watching I say I'm listening to a book yeah so so that's the thing my my parents I'm always consuming a book <laughs> my parents have always used like me i think that's probably where i get it from they used storybooks to fall asleep mm-hmm. as well so that's always been just kind of the norm yeah i mean we obviously read hundreds of books before he goes to sleep yeah bed it was like bath book bed yeah, yeah was the thing and when we get in the car i always say to him can mummy listen to her book or shall we listen to some music yeah so he kind of decides as well yeah so sometimes we listen to books in the car and i've listened to children's books yeah. that have you know like the sound effects and stuff and yeah. he really enjoys that i listened to this graphic novel called angel cat man or something it was by <laughs> it's by margaret atwood yeah and she does a kids range as okay. well surprisingly. yeah and um yeah my son loved it because it had like cats meowing and birds hooting so almost like and... a radio play kind of thing yeah, yeah. so i if i find books like that that are okay for children to listen to i specifically keep them for in the car i recently listened to one that was like skeleton keys and he listened to a bit of that with me and he wanted to talk about the fact that he could hear keys and yeah so yeah try and do it where i can yeah so it wasn't like a a thing they set out to do yeah i think my like my mum was the reader and then dad just kind of followed suit yeah and yeah, like a house covered in <laughs> books, basically. Yeah, and like I'm very much teaching the little one to be respectful to books. Yeah. That is an ongoing thing. I've had to move all of my good books to the top. Had to reach. <laughs> yeah, so they're not very nicely displayed because it's more just the books that are like mass paperbacks that I don't so much yeah. mind touching at the bottom yeah. and all my nice ones at the top. Yeah, I know. I always think about my displays will have to be very different if and when I ever had a kid. Yeah. Because mine's covered in knickknacks. But by that point, you would presumably be in your own space and have more bookshelves that you could perhaps move it all about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you You would... You would hope. That's the plan. I think you'd struggle to have a child in this room. Oh, God, this room is... (laughs) um, A friend was going to bring her kid over Mm. so that she could participate with you and she couldn't get childcare. So I was like, just bring the kid, put her to sleep in my room. And then I suddenly thought... Oh no. no! I was like, I'd have to do so much prep to make All this of those room. Plants would just. Oh. I was just like, you know what? The two foot cactus might have to be moved. Oh yeah, no. Like yeah. the the big cactus. I was like, that cannot. I would definitely have to take that out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> for a start, the I mean, this she's not very destructive. The baby in question. Yeah, not like mine. Enthusiastic. I was just enthusiastic. Passion. Baby boy is enthusiastic. <laughs> No, I'm not allowed to call him baby boy anymore. <laughs> oh, as he specifically told you. <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm. I think that's all it is. Mm. Just endless it's energy. Just, it's just, a, you know, a love for life. <laughs> zest for life. Zest for life. Um, it's just a violent zest. <laughs> <laughs> a violent passion for life. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, he's... I think that's a good tip. Yeah, so that would be... <laughs> that's the one. I think it's like as a... Kids... 
they they just mimic behaviour. Yeah. They you know they you need to model what you want your children to do. So obviously I'm only raising one and he's only three, so I'm not going to be all like I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. But adults expect their kids to behave a way that they don't. Are just fighting a losing battle. Yeah. You need to be prepared to model the behaviour you want from them. Well, like, I have friends who are like, oh, I don't like reading, and like, la, la, la. And then we talk about reading as kids, and, like, their parents didn't encourage them to read, nor did they ever see their parents read. Yeah. Like, it's just not a thing. I had a constant encouragement to read. Yeah. Books were always my presence. Yeah. We read every night before bed. That was our little thing. So even though you didn't see your parents read it, and it was still, like, a... There was always books in the house. Yeah. Presumably my parents did read. I just never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just remember because obviously I was a very um, active child. And like, just like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> come do things. Yeah. <laughs> come do do things. Mum, watch me jump in the pool a different way. Yeah, that's that's that's. Watch my, this jump. That's watch this jump. Watch mom. this jump. <laughs> Are you watching? Mama, are you watching? watching? Mum, are you watching? Mom, really cool trick. Mama, watch me, watch me do this jump. Is it going to be the same as the last one? Watch me do this jump. Okay. <laughs> That's literally my life. I'm cooking and then it's like, Mum, come see me do this jump. And I'm like, no, I'm cooking. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Unless you suddenly become a gymnastics yeah. pro. I saw the last ten. I mean, he does go to gymnastics now. Maybe yeah. he's a pro after two lessons. Maybe he will become one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is, we kind of touched on this, but my other one would be um, introducing reading into their routine. Yeah. To make a bookworm. Um, so when you have a child now, you actually get given some books for free. Really? Because they're trying to encourage yeah. you to read to your child. So you get these little, like, black and white ones, which is all obviously babies can see, and that's what yeah. you use when they're younger. And then, like... When they get a bit older, you get the next book bag. Yeah. And at preschool, we were given a book bag of some books to read to their children because it's so good for them. Mm. So we have it before bed. Yeah. And then just generally during the day, if... if a bit, bit quiet time. Yeah, or if, you know, we've run out of things to do or a book catches his eye when he's walking around or whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, uh, he might want to watch The Gruffalo, so we'll watch that and then I'll say, shall we read the books? Then we'll read the book as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so that's what I was, like, it was kind of part of my, like, it was, like, bath, book, bed. Yeah. Like, that was Yeah. We have, like, a little set. It's a printout routine Mm -hmm. with pictures so that he knows what's coming next. Oh, that's cute. Dinner, bath, brush your teeth, get on pyjamas, books cuddles mm. go to sleep so yeah yeah he just pushes how many books there are and then like if i woke up early <clears throat> i used to just like wake up and then just start reading oh that's good and then my parents would be like it's 10 o'clock and she's still not up and i'm like because i've been awake since six <laughs> i've been awake for hours i've <laughs> <laughs> just been reading <laughs> I like, that was me as a child yeah so even though i was quite an active child i don't know if i took to i quite liked all that you like to live the stories as well yeah, and also, like, to this day, I can't fall asleep if I haven't read for a bit first. Even every like, one, these days, it's, like, one or two lines, and ugh, yeah. I'm out. Um, <laughs> but if I go straight from, like, phone screen to sleep, it's not going to happen. Mm. There needs to be some kind of printed reading. Yeah. Which is a problem. Would, a, would an e-book work? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just actually the whole thing of reading. Just a book. Because I've been like on Pinterest, like where you've got memes you read, and even that's enough to make me sleepy. Oh, okay, that's good. 
because I have yeah. to have reading. Yeah, I have got quite out at friends' houses where I didn't bring a book, or I, I'm not in a position because I'm sleeping with other people in the room. I can't read. Yeah. Because everyone else is just like, I'm going to sleep now. Night. Lays down and falls asleep. And I'm like, just there in the darkness, like, what the fuck? What, the f- what oh. do I do now? <laughs> my my um <laughs> my best friend, she needs noise when she goes to sleep. Yeah. So I remember the first time I slept there, and she was like, "I'm just gonna put like this show on in the background. I hope that's all right." And I was like, "Eh." Yeah. <laughs> I was fine with it, but I was just like, "Oh, okay." Because I used to always fall asleep to TV. Always. I can't fall asleep to TV, but I do. I can't fall asleep to Dead Silence. Mm. I don't. I don't enjoy it. I would enjoy silence during the day or during the evening, but to sleep to, I just don't like it. No, I often have a fan on now, which is kind of like a good middle ground because it's a noise. No, I, I don't know. I like the fall of like I have stories on because then I don't know when you like start thinking, you can't start thinking because you just then you just like listen to the story and that's your thinking. Because I don't really get racing thoughts. It's not why I have sleep problems, but I think my brain is just like. We're going to go on a journey now talking about this thing in my head. Mm. And then I'm just like, oh, do pink penguin have knees? Like, and I'm just there, like, Google it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's not like a racing thoughts thing. I think it's just my brain will just, like, carry off. I'm like, yeah. And if I'm just listening to a story, then I'm not thinking. I'm doing the story. And then I can get kind of carried off. My brain does this thing where it's like works on its own stories like yeah. i write stories in my head when i'm going to sleep yeah. and never do anything with them yeah which obviously now i'm trying to resolve oh I, yeah i i technically do things with them but oh, not much at the <laughs> moment <laughs> last couple months it's been a shitty couple of months <laughs> not, not bad just busy yeah yeah i didn't think through everything <laughs> i just nowhere in my head did i picture and i should have realized this the podcast the personal trainer and the driving still happening four or five months down the line yeah. all at once and then we're quite busy at work at the moment and like one of my colleagues is going on maternity leave so i'm now being trained yeah um so it's just at least the driving stuff will be even soon oh, uh, hopefully it'll be after christmas so it's another little while. I haven't booked it yet, and there's a backlog apparently yeah. of tests from the Corona. From, yeah, Panny the, D. The Panini, yeah. The Panny D. The Panoramic. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, mm. so not so much at the moment. I'm like, like, I don't need to do any of these reading things to fall asleep right now. It's just like, yeah. Which is good. I don't know if I've cured the insomnia or I'm just too busy. But we're not going to question the it. Brain can't cope at the minute. Yeah. I don't know. We're it not, works. We're not questioning it. it. Yeah. It's fine. It does what it does. I mean, I've been waking up a lot, though, which yeah. is kind of annoying. I know. I was sitting here complaining about sleep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you no. literally haven't slept in, like, four years. <laughs> I chose to have a child. I didn't know it went on this long, if I'm honest. Not that child. I know the child. <laughs> I know the child, were either. Uh, yeah. You know, fingers crossed till after me. Yeah. But <laughs> I didn't know the sleep problems would go on this long. I started listening to, this is a total tangent, there's like a a parenting podcast, but they're quite funny, which is like Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. Oh, okay. They, it's, they, they started it during lockdown. It was like lockdown parenting hell, but now it's just called parenting hell. Mm. But it's quite funny. Like, they get other comedians on who have kids and they, yeah. so it's funny and it's just like talking. So it's quite good for work. Yeah. 
So I've been listening to that, and they're basically like, their theory is you either get a sleeper or you don't. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that and there's is nothing you can do. True, yeah. <laughs> like, from day four. Mm, he's never been a good sleeper, has he? Bearing in mind, his dad still doesn't sleep. I don't hold hope on yeah. ever having a sleeper. You were a good sleeper, though, before. Yeah. Before really good pre, sleeper. Pre yeah. baby. <laughs> I was a wonderful sleeper. I was at eight eight hours at least a night. I would go to bed at nine o'clock. I'd be like, right, I'm going to sleep. Go to sleep. Oh, Come home from work, have a nap, then have my evening. I don't know. Yeah, I wish I knew that life. I can like go. I can have a nap. Like obviously now, it's even easier because yeah. I don't sleep during the night. But I've always been able to be like, right, it's nap time, and then go to sleep. Yeah, my mum can do that. I can't. Yeah. I can't. For me to nap, I have to be like usually exhausted mm. or ill. I used to put, like, on um, an episode of something, yeah. fall asleep during the opening credits, and then the end credits would wake me up. Yeah, and then no. that's perfect. Half an hour sleep, perfect. No, 50... Time to go out and drink. 15 <laughs> minutes of that half an hour we spent falling asleep. <laughs> right, I can just... And when I worked two jobs... Oh, God, yeah, I had to exhausted. learn. Because so, yeah. I would sleep in the staff room as well. Oh. So I would just be like, right, I've got 20 minutes before my shift starts. I just need to have a nap. And I just had a nap on the sofa in the staff room. Oh God, you're one of those mental people. Yeah. Well, honey, you gotta do what you gotta do if you need the money. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that. Like, could I do two jobs? I don't know. Until I had my son, I've always had at least two jobs. Part time, both of them though. Mm-hmm. Full time oh, and part time. Oh. Full time and part time. I used, sixty hours was pretty much my average week between. Oh my god! Always. I don't know how you did that. No, me neither. I mean, I I did obviously do a lot of overtime in my previous job, and like I was there till seven or eight every night. So I'm guessing I technically was doing like. I think like I always had a job that I had to think about, and a job I didn't have to think yeah. about. Yeah. So like my second job would be like cleaning or bar work, which yeah. yes, you do have to think about, but not to the same extent. You can extent. go on autopilot. Quite yeah. A lot. So I think that that. If they were both heavy thinking jobs, yeah. I would have struggled. Yeah, no, I've never had two jobs at once. I've had two jobs, but, like, one's been, like, my uni one when I'm at university and, and then, like, a home yeah. one for when I'm home. But never, like, working two jobs at the same time. So another thing I would say influenced me as a reader is choosing a book you can both read. Mm-hmm. And obviously the big phenomenon for this would be when we were young was Harry Potter. Yeah, which will be what I will read with myself. Yeah, like adults. And but when they were coming after out... After the Edge Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> which I can't wait to read too. <laughs> yeah, oh when, my God. When they were coming out though, like adults and children were all reading yeah. them. And it was like a thing, like it got passed. Like we used to get the children's copy and the adults copy, even though they were the same. Yeah. There's that episode of IT Crowd where he checks them. Yeah, they're the same. <laughs> the same. But we used to get we in and then it would come through. Like, Mum and Gavin would get it and then I'd get Dad and me would be last. And yeah. then I started reading faster than Gavin, so we switched. Also, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events is one that I would love to read with him when he gets a bit bigger. That I goes into a very kid. dark time. I read it as You're an adult. Missing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've read them. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say you hadn't read them. No, I read them um, two or three years ago. Yeah, no, I read them as an adult. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would like to read them with him when he's older, because they do go into dark things. Oh, yeah, it does get quite dark, yeah. but in the kind of comedic sort yeah. of way. Yeah. Like Skullduggery, I'm like... Yeah, Skullduggery would be a great one to read to him when he's a bit bigger. It's, it gets quite deep. 
like the later books especially it's like harry potter like they start off well, well, I, you, I think anyone where you're growing up with the character yeah i think i saw someone describe the harry potter as saying like they're different genres so like the first three are mystery novels so harry has the mystery that yeah. he needs to solve in that novel and it's kind of fluffy and blah blah and then it becomes like a more heavy fantasy with the overarching yeah. from book four there's like the overarching more coming of age villain. as well yeah and I was like, that kind of makes sense because all of the bad guys in the first three, are, yes, they're all related to Voldemort, but they're all defeated in that book. Yeah. And they're all like, Harry is not safe, but he's safe-ish. Yeah. And then from four, it becomes a completely I, different thing. I remember in book five where Harry is obviously traumatised, but also yeah. quite angsty. Yeah. And he's got first girlfriend and he's like all the angstiness. I of have it. so much more respect for that book when I've reread it as an adult. But I remember at the time I was reading it, I would have been, I think, 13, around 12, mm. uh, well in the deep of the angsty phase. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, I was just slightly out of it and I was like, yeah, eh, he's a bit whiny. But as a as an adult rereading it I was like oh my god there's I mean, so much in this it's amazing yeah as a teenager at the time I was like I understand how Harry feels I did not see a man killed before me no <laughs> I was like so, so relatable. relatable hashtag relatable <laughs> um, yeah so I don't know like, yeah I just you grew up with them but it was yeah that was the other thing that was made reading mm. such a big thing I think Harry Potter for what it did for children's reading yeah, children's definitely. books because I remember like I was a teacher who'd let you go up to a certain reading band because you remember in infants school like primary yeah. you weren't allowed to you were like the books were colour coded in my school oh yeah. and depending on what reading level you were it was you what you were allowed to yeah, read I and that. I was like I remember having to argue with the teacher because my reading level was like rubbish books and I was like there's books in the top reading level that I'm reading books. at home yeah and then some girl was like, I've read Harry Potter and was bumped up to the top reading level. And I was like, I've read Harry Potter. Yeah. And they wouldn't bump me up. There was a continue. I feel bitter about that to this yeah. day. Because <laughs> it's like, I've yeah. literally read that at home. Like, it's yeah. on my bookshelf. Miss, I'll show you a picture. Yeah. Like, let me go read the good books. <laughs> Mum can write me a note and say, yeah, it was just it. it was reading aloud. They did it how you read it aloud. And reading aloud and reading itself is a different skill. And now, there's no way they should be able to get away with that. Because, mm. like, we know it was, that so That band people... was done by how I read aloud. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which is different. Reading aloud is a different skill. Yeah. I, you know, I don't like reading aloud. Yeah. And I read aloud every day to my son. Yeah. But I still don't like it. I still stumble over words. And that's like, that was done as your reading comprehension. I was like, I'm comprehending these words in my like, head. I can't them. say them out loud. <laughs> that's public speaking. That's yeah. Different. Yeah. Anyway, just. Yeah, so definitely. I think this I like is there's something you can almost buddy read with the kid or like, yeah. 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 I don't think we're going to get like the phenomenon of Harry Potter again. No. Where it was adults and children all, like, trying to get their hands on this book, yeah. But, yeah, and to some extent, um, like, when... Because, obviously, my son's three, so he's a a lot younger, he can't read by himself. But, like, where we watch The Gruffalo and then read the book after and things like that, like, Tiger Identity and stuff, it's kind of quite similar. Mm. Make it, like, a a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, at least you can read together. Because my uh, my cousin, the youngest cousin, who's actually not that young, which is frightening, she's 11. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, she's the baby cousin, she's not. 
She's not allowed to grow up. <laughs> She's nearly as tall as me as well, because they're tall that size of the yeah. family. Mm, that's rude. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> how can an 11-year-old be the same height as me? <laughs> I'm short, by the way, for the people who can't see me. <laughs> I'm very short. <laughs> uh, almost as short as an 11 year old. <laughs> oh. Not yeah, and bitter she, about that. Either. I'm very bitter about that. My height is something I'm always angry about. It's just inconvenient more than anything. Yeah, like shelves and stuff. I have to have a ladder to reach things in my own room. <laughs> you um, live in that Beauty and the Beast uh, library. Yeah, I actually have a little ladder <laughs> to get to the top of my bookshelf. So, but, but yeah, anyway, the cousin, she yeah. started reading Skullduggery Pleasant and she was sort of talking about them in a general kind of way and I was like, <gasps> was like <"Don't> really <laughs> <read them." laughs> she, she was like, you've heard of these? I was like, heard of them? I've read them all. I follow the author on Twitter. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> I follow his girlfriend on TikTok. <laughs> um, and then my uncle was like, I never expected you to... <laughs> be reading the same book as my kid is reading I was like, like why you didn't expect your kid to have good text <laughs> these are great books and then she she went through what she's been watching on Netflix and like any fantasy stuff on Netflix I've also you seen like, yeah I've seen it mate. anything it. like obviously child child appropriate yeah I have also we were talk, had more to talk about with her about my recent TV habits yeah. than I did the 21 year old <laughs> it makes sense yeah it's just just good. I'm fine with it. I try to be highbrow, and now I'm fine with my reading habits. Yeah, I think just accept who you are. Yeah, I'm good with it. Life's shit enough without forcing yourself to read books that you can't comprehend. Yeah, I'll do away. like a couple of years, and yeah. that's it. Like, I have a friend who's like really beats themselves up because they don't enjoy reading classics. I'm like, why? They're not easy to read. They were written so long ago. They're not how we write now. You don't have to enjoy them to be considered a good reader or whatever. Or... No, anyone that says so is an absolute idiot. Um, my uni professors. Um, so another one is we kind of touched on this is basically having books around the house, books in their space. Oh, god! Like, yeah. So bookshelves in their own room, bookshelves in your room. We have books in every single your every I single need room. Spare bit of room in your your place has got books even there's even books in the bathroom for him to read when mm. he's pooing <laughs> uh, it's important he's a man after all <laughs> the only books we have in the kitchen are recipe books so he doesn't look at them but yeah every other room has books yeah and he has a bookshelf in pretty much every room yeah i had like yeah i've already always had shelves full of books mm. even before i could read them yeah so that was my big one and we go to the library yeah, we did trips to the library. Yeah, so we I think that was more of a Nelly and Grandad activity. Yeah. And he gets to pick his books, and then they're the ones we have to read on repeat until they've had to <laughs> I got really... I think I liked the Disney books oh, yeah. when I was younger. And I really liked all those pet story type ones. Yeah, so Pet rescue kind of ones. I still get very excited when I go to the library. Yeah. And I think that's nice because I, I guess I just have so many happy memories with it. Mm. And I just get really excited to see what books are there. So I hope that he feels that way when he's older as well. I used to, like, the uni library, even though some of it was, like, a lot of it was academic books, but just, like, the actual, the literature section mm. where they've got, like, so much books obviously it's literature yeah. but like they'll have everything oh, that library isn't highbrow they'll have everything from sort of contemporary yeah. like like horror like they but just walking through that like hello my pretties 
And my uni library, I never considered that they would have books like that. Yeah, they had I just normal lived books. in my like architecture section. That yeah. Was Obviously, you're like, oh, I'm in the yeah. fiction section to get books for for the course. Never considered that. I should have hit them up more. I had um, you could take ten books out and renew them three times. Yeah. So yeah, I had quite a lot from the uni library, and also the course books. I'm not buying twenty books, of course. No. So I used to go up early before uni started and I mean it's probably like preventing someone else who can't afford the books because I couldn't afford the books but I used to go out up early make uni affordable yeah I remember one uni tutor said to me he was like you're serious about this course you would buy the books and I was like it's not it's not it's it's, it's it's 200 pounds they should have enough of those books for the students in the school library well I was like they have very specific editions of a book that had gone out of print and I'm like why this edition and he was like well there's a foreword in it that's interesting I was like do you have this book and he was like well yes and I was like photocopy the foreword hand it out and everyone else can just buy and then I'll go buy the one pound version off Amazon thank you Um, so anyway even worse is those tutors I mean luckily this never happened to me but those tutors that say you have to use their books yeah oh that is disgusting yes I think that happens in America more than the yeah. UK. Unless you're just in it for the money, you should just hand those books out. Uh, yeah. oh, or at least like not make a student feel bad because they're getting it out from the library. No, like it's elitist. Because I remember there was children's literature. You should want to share information if you're a tutor. Yeah, there was children's literature and there was 25 books as part of that course. We read one book a week mm. over the course of the, doing that. And I was like, okay, which one do I need? Yeah, and which ones can I? Because I can't obviously write in my rented copies. I was like, which one is worth buying? Yeah. And he was like, well, they're all worth buying. And I was like... But... Okay, but which one do I need annotation on? I was like, which one's going to be relevant to my final essay? And he's like, they're all relevant. Yeah. I was like... And in the end, you put, you picked one to do a focus essay about after we'd read them each week. Why didn't he just say that? So you just needed one. Yeah. But, I mean, you wouldn't find out which one until towards the end. Fine. He could have told me the essay. Like, he knew the essay times. So anyway... <laughs> that's a different again different but yeah i used to go up and get all the books out from the uni from the uni library and rent them all term and then if they were like if i went past the three renewals and it was easier to run a late fine than it was to buy the books yeah so i used to just do that yeah tip (laughs) um literally what i'm doing with my gilded ones right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay and then my final one on my little list i made for tips to make a bookworm or to encourage reading in your own life as an adult, mm-hmm. if you want it to be more part of your life. Yeah. Make sure reading isn't academic-centric, so not just school-centric. Yeah, and like... Especially when they get into the... You, you, when you, if you're a teenager listening to this, read outside of what's been assigned by school. Yeah. Because it makes you hate literature when you're studying it. I'm sorry, and I, this is someone who did a degree in it. Yeah. It does start to... Find what you like and read that. You know, when you're sat there reading Shakespeare and, you know, irrelevant books to you in your life. Yeah. Which are always good literature to read, but when you're 15, why are you reading with mice and men? You're like, ugh. Go find, like, a contemporary that's relevant to your life or find a fantasy that takes you out of your life and somewhere fun. Or... And then, but even when they're kids, they're like, just not the reading you do in school. Because, again, if I'd have read at this level the school was allowing me to read and only read the school books... I would not have been reading at a capacity that I could have. Yeah. So I think that's that's another thing. It's just making sure there's access to the books outside of school-assigned books. Yeah. I'm in a few, like, Facebook groups for books 
book lovers and blah 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 and there's always people that are like oh I want to try and read like outside of my genre or my usual genre or whatever or I want to try and read a graphic novel or yeah. whatever and how do I get into it and there's not a in some of those groups there's not a lot of people that read graphic novels so I usually answer yeah. and I'm always like pick a show that you like yeah. or a film you like there will be a graphic novel mm. of it so if you're trying to get into reading think of a show or a film you like and find the book that it's yeah. about or the graphic novel or whatever I do that a lot if there was a series a film that I really liked I will go and find the book it's based on and read it I do it all the time that's why I read Twilight because I watched the first film and I liked mm. it well like I watched The Maid that series I've now mm. bought the book and I've done that quite a lot. There's been a few ones. Hulks have been a wallflower. I read, yep. uh, watched the film first. Yeah, same. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Want to incorporate reading any more in your life for whatever reason in your your child's life, whatever age they are. I think making sure you find the reading they're passionate about, and it's not yeah. just school reading. Yeah, don't force them to read books they're not enjoying. Because then they will just stop reading. Or if the only book you've got is this boring school book. I think you, that's how you get the association between, like, punishment and boredom and reading. Yeah. So, you know, that's where... Take advantage of things like libraries and stuff. Yeah. Let them take out loads of books and then decide what kind of stuff they like. Mm. So, yeah. That's that's mm. what made me a reader as a kid. Just just everyone, everyone read. Like, even if you're reading one a year. Just read it, it's great. Mm -hmm. Just do it. But, yeah. And I think just having books in your life, whether you just have Kindle... You know, go and download a bunch of Kindle books that even if you never read them, you read one a year. They're there. And if you have a Kindle, just go onto the genre charts and it gives you the top 100 free books. Mm. Download them in a genre you like. You, don't, you know, you just might not read them all, but do it. Again. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So that's how to make a bookworm. Do it. <laughs> Just have books. <laughs> We're assuming if you're listening to this, you probably already read. But there we go. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, if you're looking for ways to encourage reading, to, to pass that love down, I guess. Yeah, or read to, to read more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think any of those would apply to you if you're just yeah. trying to get literature into your life a little bit more but don't know where to start. Yeah, definitely. Like, having it just around is always helpful. Yeah. Like I just stick a book in my bag quite a lot, and then if I'm bored, like sometimes I'd rather be on my phone, so I just go on my phone. But if I'm like I don't feel like going on my phone, I'm like, oh, I have a book. Yeah, and like I've got the Kindle app on my phone, so I read yeah. books on my phone as well. Just like oh, book. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm. But it's it's yeah, it's an option basically. That oh. is it. Did have you enjoyed? Yeah, hope you enjoyed this. it. Speak to you soon. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Thanks for listening check out the link tree in our instagram bio for our blogs tiktoks and our own instagrams <laughs>